Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So, listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. We are here with Yay Tune Day. Oh, I'm so excited because she is a person that I have been trying to get on this show for a while. She is a fellow publicist. Uh, yay, Tunde Shorters, and she is a person that is really an executive leadership coach for C-Suite and leading women, C-Suite and leading women entrepreneurs. She guides them in purpose and clarity, which is what we're going to be talking about today, to help them secure radical confidence in themselves and activate their authentic, authenticity for impact and income. That was a mouthful. Right. That's right. But the whole point of it is, is that purpose, and I was telling her beforehand, I said purpose and clarity comes first. Purpose and clarity equals cash and also rock star publicity. So those are the main things that we're going to be talking about today because as a publicist, you know, we can't really promote you if you don't have a purpose of why you're doing it other than be seen. Right. Like high school. We don't want to just be seen. (laughs) Or if you don't have clarity. So right. let's kind of talk a little bit about that today. But I wanted to have um, you ten, yay, ten, here we go, yay, today, <laughs> to really um, give a little bit of her background and how she got into the purpose of work. Because right. background is really in PR. And mm-hmm. I can see how you got into work, but I want you to explain to how you got into it. Yeah. So, you know, when people ask me, when was the first time I, I got exposed or knew about PR? I always say when I was six years old, was wow. the first time I heard the word PR. And I'm old school, so if you ever watch that um, nerd movie called Revenge of the Nerds, this <laughs> yes. yeah, this was me in Nigeria. I was born in Chicago, raised in Nigeria, so I watched Revenge of the Nerds. I was so excited that this bunch of nerds figured out a way to create um, you know, their own organization. And so I went out to my little group of friends, and I was like, let's create our own organization. Obviously, not clear about uh, copyright issues at that point. I named it also <laughs> Lambda, 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 right? <laughs> And so we got together having the first meeting of what we're going to do in the neighborhood, help adults clean, like do a bunch of stuff. And there was a a girl that was a little older than us. She was probably maybe 10 or 11. She was like the mother hen of the little kids. Mm -hmm. And she said, Yetunde, my maiden name is, uh, my family name is Shorter. I'm in Taiwo. She said, Yetunde Taiwo, you're going to be the PRO. I'm like, first of all, I created this group. I'm the president. She's like, no, you're great with people. So you're going to be the public relations officer. Wow. That was the first time I was exposed to what PR was. And so, you know, fast forward, just wanting, you know, being from an African home, you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer or a banker. Mm-hmm. I picked law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. I, so I started off pre-law. And when I get got to college, I went to Loyola University. And I took, I started taking, I took, you know, pre-law uh, courses and started to explore communications courses. And mm-hmm. I took a course where we had to do a mock ad for Verizon. And it was a thir- like a 30 second commercial. And I just realized, oh my God, are you telling me that I can impact the lives of millions of people from a 30 second ad? 
And that was what, that was an easy, I'm going to be in PR. And I started my journey as an intern at CBS and the rest is history. <laughs> wow. So yes. what did your parents say dropping out of law school? Well, my mom was okay with it. <laughs> my dad was like, you know, whatever works for you. But it was my brother that was like, what? You know, you know, because he's a computer uh, programmer. Like, you know, you find those serious jobs. I'm like, dude, I don't, like I too much reading. I'm not trying to read all these books mm -hmm. and I want to have more impact. And so at that age, I was thinking, how can I reach more people with whatever it is? Yes. And so even, they got over it, but, um, but that's where the journey began. So I, I think it was like when I was 19, 19, I switched officially to PR and communications. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, that was it. That's where you flow. That's where your purpose yeah. was. That's where yeah. you felt your purpose. That's where I started. Yeah. That is one of the main things for me um, in terms of PR was really my pastor said that to me. And I think it was a, a teenager. And mm -hmm. he said to me, because I was always promoming and trying to get people to come to the church and yeah, yeah. Come to our programs. And he says, oh, girl, you're going to do PR for Jesus. I was like, what is PR? <laughs> I love that. And, uh, and so when I got to college, I, mm -hmm. I majored in journalism and PR and communications because it mm -hmm. flowed. You want to do things that flow. Right, right. And so those are really like the main things of things that are flowing. So yeah. you did PR. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things in college that I had to take, which I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer at that point, was I took media <laughs> law. Okay. I, that was the one class that I struggled in. I was <laughs> like, Woo, it is just too much. So media law is very important. Like mm -hmm. you said, copyrights and infringement, right. intellectual property and all that, that has yeah. to do with it. But mm -hmm. media law is important. So anyone who, who, if I do need that kind of advice, I will go yeah. to the person who's yeah. bent that way. Mm -hmm. So, so you did PR. So yeah. how did you start getting into clarity and P and clarity and purpose? So right. you're doing the PR and right. you're really doing good with that. You've been right. doing it now. I'm looking at the LinkedIn here. 20 years. 20 years. That's the same as me, 20 years. So you've seen the change yeah. from doing things yeah. like with faxes yeah. and, and yeah. Doing all that to now yeah. social media yeah. to, you know, it's like it can't get out faster and faster, yeah. right? It's yeah. like yeah. now everybody's going viral. I want to go viral. How do you go viral? Don't, right. you don't just go viral. We <laughs> Right. Go viral. You don't right. know. But anyway, right. so so how did you make that switch or how did that come about? Well, so most of my work around personal branding has been happening over the years, right? So I've always been in entertainment PR. And then somehow I found myself doing, you know, communications for a plastics distribution company, a construction mm -hmm. company, a law firm. But every time it was always PR. Mm -hmm. And finally, I got this dream job that my best friend connected me with which was a company that planned classical music and so in South Florida. And so I handled the PR whenever it, Savion Glover or the um, American Ballet Theater or uh, Vinelli American Dance Theater or Wynton Marcellus or all of these classical stars and Grammy winners, whenever they came to South Florida, I would be responsible for the publicity that they would get for the performance that they were going to um, have. And so I've kind of always just had the privilege and the honor of being around purposeful people. Yes. Who were like, this is what they know they've been called to do. And how do you get me to make noise? How do you get me to reach more people with it? So I had years of learning how they work and, and how to find the joy in what you what you've been literally intrinsically been called to do. And how do you brand that in a way that is impactful, that builds a community around you and that is profitable. And so I kind of made the transition and I've always been coaching with my, my PR company. Mm -hmm. I kind of made the transition in the last five to seven years to coaching. And so last year was like my full on, 
you know, retired July 2019 from PR full time. What? And now I'm doing full on life and leadership coaching because I have my certification in neuro linguistic programming. So mm -hmm. I'm able to take what I've learned from purposeful personal branding with right. all this incredible women and men I worked with and come up with a formula that works for people who really feel like they're, they're supposed to make a change in this world. And wow. I just help you blow it out the water where how do you show up in the world looking fantastic, mm -hmm. providing quality work and yes. serving the greater good. And so yes. a combination of all of that experience is what I get to do in my, in my leadership now of, of training uh, women, women leaders to bring their full and authentic self in a way that they're clear about what they, what they're supposed to do and how they should share their message specifically to who they should share their message. So why women? So, um, yay Tande, why, why women? Why, why is it, that you decided to work with women, women. because the same thing that you said, mm -hmm. I, I, I heard you say that they build community. Right. And it's not just about the purpose, but building the community. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that part. That was like, you roll that off the tongue, but you've been doing that since you were six years old, right? <laughs> you, were, you were building a community. Then. Right, right. right. It's, it's a person that's, it's like you're wired that way. You're wired for connections and right. communication. So right. that part is easy for you. And so you're right. also coaching because right. not only are you doing the PR work, which is yeah. basically a lot of writing, pitching, right. follow up. I always right. tell people, it's a lot of administrative duties that go along with PR. <laughs> right. It's a lot of follow up. They just have no idea. But right. coaching, letting people know what they're expecting as right. you're doing their PR. So right. why women? What is it about you think that women need that a little bit more than I say the male. Right. Male. So for me, for me, I like, I like things that are practical, right? Practical for me would be, you know, whenever my clients ask me, well, how do I know who I'm serving or who I'm supposed to serve? I always ask who has paid you in the last 12 months, who has needed what you have to offer in the last, like, it's easy. Who has engaged, not just like your percentage on Instagram or whatever statistics or analytics, like who has supported what you do that you're great at in the last 12 months? Is it mostly men? Is it mostly like whatever that is, it'll show it to you. So for me, it was practical. I found that I do have male clients, but the people that are attracted to me are mostly women. The people that are attracted to me are mostly black women. I have clients from other parts of the world, but I just tracked what, what's working, who's resonating. That's it. It's not rocket science. And so I think the challenge is some people always have an idea of who they want to serve. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't match who they're attracting. And so there's a conflict, right? Because it's like, well, I want to serve high-end clients. But then you're attracting people like, you know, they, they have good money. They're not broke, but they're not like the ultra-rich luxury. And so that, there is a conflict because then there's like, well, I have this product that I'm offering that I, even, I can't afford, but I want people that have a high network to be my customers. It, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Who has paid you in the last 12 months? That's typically your target audience. That is so good. Having that clarity is so right. important. So having the clarity of knowing right. who it is that you right. are talking to and your purpose and your why. Right. Now, I find I work with a lot of speakers and their main thing is that I just want to motivate. I just want to inspire. Right. I just want to talk to everybody. Right. And, and, or I have a book and the book is for everybody. You know, <laughs> The only book that's for everybody is really the Bible. <laughs> so, <you're, laughs> 
<laughs> so, so your book has a target audience. So who is it is? So why don't people want to get clear on their target audience? Because we're we're telling them they have to almost like scale back into yeah. the niche. Right. What is what is that that fear? I guess you would say that. Well, like no, I I on I genuinely think people really do want to help everybody. Like so, let's baseline. Like people, yeah. everybody wishes. Like, look, I know what I have to offer will help, and I wish everybody would have it. But the truth is, based on the rule of numbers, the law of like whatever law you want to put, it is practically impossible that everybody will want your stuff. Even the Bible. Not everybody wants the Bible. Some people want the Quran. Some people want the Torah. <laughs> That's true. Right. So it's impossible. So if you accept the fact that it's impossible that everybody's going to want what you have to offer, you can breathe. And then you have to now think the way you have to think about it is how can I have the most impact by focusing on who I want to serve? Mm. How can I have the most impact by focusing on who I want to serve? Because once you get that sorted out, there's something called a brand extension. Once you niche down and say, okay, it's women. If you now decide, you know what? These women have teenage daughters. Yeah. Now you can create a brand that extends to those teenage daughters or sons, but you've, you've, you've mastered that step one and now you can have brand extensions. And that's how I, I help my clients understand it. Like, don't worry, you can help everybody to some degree, but start with one, master it, and they will bring you the other people. I love that. I love that. That is so true. Start yeah. with one. That's what the target is. Start with the bullseye and right. then move out. That's move right. Out. right. So tell us about NLP. I right. can't pronounce it really good. <laughs> Neurolinguistic programming. Okay. Here we go. Right. Say that last three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did that come about? Right. So I, you know, I got exposed to neurolinguistic programming about seven, maybe eight years ago. A friend of mine um, was going through the training and she stayed at my place here in, in Florida. And so I got to talk to her about the process as she was going through the training. It was an intensive. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just fascinated by the idea. So this is my translation, right? For, for the people that created it, they, they translate it as is the study of excellence, right? Mm -hmm. And some people also translated as it's basically the language of how your mind and brain works and literally how to make it do whatever you want. It's neuro, like neurological, linguistic yeah. language programming. How do you program you, you reprogram yourself to get whatever you want or change whatever you want or remove limiting beliefs. And so NLP, the way I translate it is NLP is an opportunity for you to understand your mind and how you communicate with others and how others communicate with you. And mm -hmm. so the translation is what are the words that you're using? Literally the words that you're using. What are the limitations? I can't. Is it you can't or you won't, right? I you know, so what what literally what are the words that you're repeating to yourself that affect your outcome? And I so that's the that. coaching part where I get to tap into the mindset. And that's what I love about the NLP part because it taps into the, the mindset part first. Because once you get that sorted. Everything else is easy. And mm -hmm. so that's what I love about, you know, um, getting the certification because I, I mean, I'm, I'm practicing it, right? I'm a practitioner because I get to understand the mind now in a way that 24 months ago I didn't. And now I'm like, I, I get it. Like when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I can tell so many things, even from a five minute conversation of things that, you know, where they're going in their mind and how to what their what their sense of learning is some people are auditory visual like certain things that you have to pay attention to so that you can connect to those you are serving and that's what it helps me do 
Is it like intuitive coaching in a way? Does it help you be a little bit more intuitive? It's uh, it's a combination because in, intuition is such a, not woo-woo, but it's such a spiritual thing, I think. I think mm -hmm. NLP is, it's practical. It's language. Oh, okay. It's okay. Like, so that's how that's, I translate it. It's literally ah. linguistic. It's language. And how do you language yourself and others to reach their highest? And some people don't use it for good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm in the good camp. Um but the idea is to maximize your potential by understanding your mind first and using it to step fully into your purpose and then getting the publicity to spread your message. I love that. Now I can see why that would be a good natural step because you're, you're a natural person that loves communication. Right. That's one of the things and you like connecting yeah. and then really understanding the whole why behind someone right. doing the purpose and the clarity. Right. That yeah. is so true. That is really when I do PR coaching that I, sometimes I always say it's like I'm your publicist and that's mm -hmm. your therapist. But sometimes I feel like I'm the right. Therapist. Right. Oh, as a publicist, you know, <laughs> like you all day because you, they got to tell you everything. So you got to get the scoop all the time. Yes. So, it's yeah. like, oh, my goodness. So. Yeah. In, in my uh, program, Ready, Set, Go, Speak, one of the things I always tell people is that you're, the time that you need to spend the longest in, in the membership is in the ready phase. Right. And the ready is the mindset. That's right. And, and so I would love people to understand that it's not just like, I'm just ready to be seen, but the mindset that becomes, once you are seen, how you feel about yourself being right. seen. Right. And that's really hard a lot of times because- I say this too, and social media has made it like this. Um, when we post something on social media, immediately we want to see a like. The more likes we have, right. things like for women, the more dopamine. <laughs> Validation, <get>. yeah. <laughs> so, so if you don't get it, if you get it, it's great. If you don't right. get it, what happens is in the mindset that mm -hmm. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not in my purpose. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Or I'm that. not worthy that part yes yeah yes. they're pitching themselves to the media i pitch mm -hmm. myself i put myself out there because this podcast is called mm -hmm. get out there so i put myself out there and mm -hmm. then nobody really accepts me or mm -hmm. i'm not really getting the shine that i need right. and everybody can get shine but maybe it wasn't the right timing right. maybe you need to tweak some things maybe we need to go back to the ready phase to figure out the purpose and the why right. maybe the target market isn't right maybe you're pitching to uh, NPR, but maybe you should be pitching to Urban One. I mean, you know, it's just it's like it's little things like that that has nothing to do with your how people are perceiving you. And so I think social media yeah. has really intensified the yeah. fear in people. Right. You know, you are correct because I, again, it's because of that dopamine, right? That validation. Mm -hmm. So the idea of and and I think that's what it'd be nice for the new generation of publicists to understand. <laughs> just because you don't get a reply within a week doesn't mean like you know life is over yes. it's like yes. you have to you you have to build the relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have to build the relationship it's not enough that you find this editor or writer that can do something for you what can you do for them and i mean what can you do for them by way of what is the thing that is your why that is powerful enough to move their audience their their um the viewers or their readers Mm -hmm. What is your why that is like, I, this is what I'm offering. I know that if I share this information about whatever my expertise is, this is going to help your viewers do what? And the viewers are going to keep watching because they provide quality. And that quality is part of your, con like it's a whole cycle. And so that's why it's very important to be crystal clear, radically clear on what you offer. 
I like by that. Radical, of clear. Radical, radical clarity is like one of the things I pushed. The, the, the article on Forbes that I wrote was about three ways to, you know, get radical brand clarity. Like you have to be clear to the point where when you say what you do to a five-year-old, they're like, got it. Mm. You know? That is it. Radically clear. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Dave, one of the things that I find that people who have clarity, mm-hmm. that they are so focused that they can go in any room and anywhere and then really get the, the media to change or get the media right. to hear them because they right. have that clarity. And that is so important. So right. one of the things that I find that when people come to me and we have all these different moving parts and they want to get their, I don't know, get their bio together. Right. And so the bio was like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I do, you know, and it's like, okay, if I'm going to pick the difference between what Yetande does and between you, I know what she does. I get right. it. I get what she does. So I'm going to pick her because I get her. Right. versus like someone that figures if I put a whole lot of words in the bio that I do this, I do coaching, I do nonprofit, I do beauty pageants. I do, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you can't really do, the thing of it is, it's like, you really can't do all that well. Mm. I want a specialist. Right. So a specialist is what I really try to tell people in terms of clarity, what it is that they do. And the media, I love how you explain about the media. It's right. like, what does your purpose awesome. do? Yeah. that would move their audience. Yes. That right there is a mindset, mindset yeah. shift. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That yeah. is so, so important. So when you when you quote unquote retired from doing PR, what were you doing? Quote unquote, because yeah, maybe I still do it a little bit. <laughs> I know, I know. We we can never stop doing right, it. Right, right, right. At one point in time, I said, I'm just going to be a PR coach. And I was like, but can you do it? It's like, oh, okay, all right, I can. Oh, and so funny. what type of clients did you like working with when you were doing PR? Um, you know, I, most of my clients, yeah, they were either fashion designers or entertainers. Um, and I loved, like, I, you know, I was very intentional about working with people that were down to earth. Like, you, you gotta be cool. Like that right. was my like, can't be, can be a diva celebrity. Yeah, and I can't. I can't. I, just, I couldn't. <laughs> like, my my personality doesn't jive. Like, you gotta be willing to connect because I'm gonna learn a lot about you. So it can't be, it's a friendship. And what ended up happening is a lot of my clients became friends. Like I was yeah. one of my biggest clients, Stephanie Lina, she's a, she's a African celebrity. I ended up being her chief bridesmaid, bridesmaid at her wedding. Like we that's, were friends, you know, and because I, I get I like that, that we, yeah. we have to like the people we promote because right. we spend so much time with them and we right. have to like them and they become right. my, a lot of my clients are my friends as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad we kind of have that bond <laughs> because it's like, how can every client be? That is, I yeah. love my client. I mean, I yeah. love, I promote them because I love them. Yeah. And so we're just friends. And that and, is so true. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between how you decide to run your PR company. I was intentional about that because there's some people that I know that I have friends that run their own PR company and they're very corporate with it. It works for them. But for me, because I, I am a hybrid between casual and professional, so I needed a hybrid, like people who are like, we, when it's time to get the work done, we get it done. And then when it's time to party, when you get on that cover, we party like, you know, no other man's business. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so I think it depends on what works for you. And that's the thing with being in this space is find what works for who you are. When we talk about personal branding, find what works for who you are so that should you decide to build a personal brand, you build it in such a way that it's in alignment with who you are. 
you're not having to change who you are when you decide to be a personal brand. And so that's how I teach how to how to be yourself from the beginning as you evolve. Mm-hmm. And personal branding is really important. And I, I talk about branding from the standpoint that you come to me mm-hmm. and you come to Panberry PR and you want me to be your publicist. Mm-hmm. So I said, it's easy to get PR for people that have a brand established. Right. So if I work with TD Jakes, who couldn't get PR for TD Jakes, right? So that, right, that's right, one right. of the things I said, but you realize that, or Dr. Cindy Trim, I said, because they have a brand. People right. know what to expect. If I call mm-hmm. the phone or pitch or whatever, this mm-hmm. is the person. And the, right. the media, whoever knows what that brand is. Yeah. Yeah. I said, so with you, Mr. No Brand, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to build that first. Right. To get the PR. But right. but but see, Yay Tunde, what people think is that if I just get on Oprah, then I'm famous. I don't need <laughs> Then I don't need a brand because she gave me a she gave me a platform. I'm like, they're looking for a plat. They're looking for you to already have a platform before. So it's that whole managing expectations. Yeah, this is this is what they need. So explain a little <laughs> bit, and then then I'm gonna let you go because this, this, okay. this, this is kind of like the behind the scenes publicist talk. <laughs> explain right. to, to to people what it is that the media looks for when they're looking for that so so i just come out with the book how can mm-hmm. i get on npr or cnn right. what are, what are they looking for and why can't i get there because you're saying i've got to start here but mm-hmm. I, if i just start there i would be further so. yeah so about that right <laughs> so about that part so i think um and, and that's what social media has has done to us, right? Oh, people, people, the time time span is shortened. That's what's happening. People feel like the time span it's time span is shortened, yes. and so the time that they would have used to build their brand, they're trying to skip it and go straight to the publicity. Now, it is possible if you have a remarkable story. Yes, that's most true. people do not have a remarkable story, right? Unless something crazy happens, and that's like you know, once in like maybe twice every 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the way you can think about it is, you know, because of social media these days, competition is higher in terms of the amount of people that have done the work, that have built their own community, that have engaged communities where now the media is trying to leverage their audience with their own TV programming or radio, whatever it is. So it's not enough that you have 200 followers and you wrote a book and you want to be on this net in this network. That like, what do you have to offer that is more than your message plus? Mm. And so that's why I always, you know, if, if you're in a space where you're like, okay, I know this is my purpose and I kind of have to accelerate it. I always give them six to nine months. It's possible. You just got to do the work, right? Which means focus six to nine months. You're all about building your community, making sure hours a week, 20 hours a week, right? Like building your community, making sure it's engaged, like. And it doesn't have to be 100,000, 50,000. It can be just a really engaged community where you're providing so much value that when you drop a book, right? If you have 20,000 people, when you drop a book, your people, maybe even 5,000 or 10,000 of them buy your book. And then you go to a TV station and say, I have 20,000 people and 10,000 of them bought my book. That's a 50% conversion. How fast do they want to get you on to get those committed 10,000 people to watch the show? Like it's, it's, it's simple. So spend, if you, if you have a book coming out, spend the time to build your community. 
-hmm. that is so engaged that you have numbers and data and statistics from that community to provide to this media outlet. And now if you have a book out already, you might have to rebrand and relaunch because you have a short window of time whenever you have a book out to promote, unless you're positioning yourself as a thought leader and then your book is kind of like, whatever that thought leadership is, your book is accompanying more information on that leadership position. So um, build your community, start with you and, and don't think about this as a short term plan. It, you have to keep doing it over time because competition is out there. There's people like who are having engaged communities that are pitching to the media. They will consider them first before you. So it's not enough to be to ask Pam to put you on Oprah. You're not ready for Oprah. Truth be told. Yeah. If no. Oprah blasts you right now and says everybody gets this product, can you produce? Do you have the money to produce a hundred thousand of that product and be able to ship it to people in forty-eight hours? can you mm-hmm. like people don't think about those things and you have to consider so take the time it's worth that six months nine months one year to build and then make bank on the community that you've built i love that you said that you said it you said <laughs> it you said day oh my god you said it because it's six to nine months just like yeah. a baby yeah. okay you yeah. get the first trimester, the second trimester, right, and, the right. trimester and then right. the baby is born. And, that's born. and then you got to walk, you got to eat, you got to, like, you have a lot of stuff to do. You got know? a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. You have a lot of, I love that. That is so important. So, so important. So what is it that um, you want people, if they go to your website, um, I put it up here again, uh, com with an S, shorters.com, what could they get and how could they work with you in terms of really getting the the mindset shift right. that they need to get purpose right. and clarity to right. get the rock star publicity. Right. Okay. Right. Those two pieces go first, then you get the publicity. So what right. can they get when they go there? So I figured out a way to put my 20 years of experience in an Ooh. organizer. What? Yes. Oh my God. In in a it. in a practical way where if you're in that if you're in that space where you're like okay you're in that age bracket where you're like feeling like okay i know i have a purpose and i feel like i don't have enough time mm-hmm. this organizer will help you streamline it's like a bullet list of exactly what you need I to launch that. that purposeful personal brand mm-hmm. in a way that it attracts clients you have impact um you can make community. money and it's pu- purpose centered so mm-hmm. you know that, that's what i'm working on we're not launching it till um what is it uh april 20th Okay. Okay. You know, but I'm. I'm. This is something that I. I like. This is my life's work in here. Like, if I leave oh, this planet tomorrow, I'm like, I'm good because people will be able to produce a purpose-centered personal brand that is impactful, that helps them build the community of their dreams and helps them make money confidently. Because that's the challenge with women. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to be confident about about making money on something that feels easy. Because your purpose right. is usually something simple. You're like, I don't know if I should charge that much. I help you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. We're charging what the what the value of what you offer is. So this plan is coming out. I'm super excited, but oh, that's what I'm, I'm definitely putting out to the universe of just a practical way to help you step into your purpose so that you can help more people that need to hear specifically from you. And so I take away the overwhelm and the all the 50,000 things you need to do. And we just zone in on exactly what you need to get this party started. I love that. That yeah. is it. And it doesn't have to take 20 years, but yeah. we're it into a compact right. and bullet points. And that is so right. important. 
the phase of the ready, set, go, speak. The ready phase is the longest one because it does take a lot of um, internal internal work, I would say. The other part, writing and putting together and doing the press kits and all that, you know, pictures and what that's. That's the easy part. That's the candy. I say that's like the, that's like the candy. <laughs> right. you know, you could right. you could put that together, but if right. you don't have the other part done, right? And really getting that the clarity and then right. the confidence, yeah, the confidence to charge is something right. that is easy for you to you, do, right. Right. but to charge for it because you're right. offering a solution. Of course, it's going to be easy for you, but that's right. why you charge money because you can then help someone else. So I right. love that. I right. love and, that. And Pam, I love that. You know, what? one of the things I appreciate about us being publicists is you get to skip the doing it yourself part because it's experience, right? They always say experience mm-hmm. is the best teacher. Yes. I believe other people's experience is also a good teacher because mm-hmm. you don't have to go through it. Their yes. experience is what you can use to accelerate your pace. And that's what, you know, you know, with the work that you do, with the work that, that I do, we take everything we know. I'm like, look, you don't have to go through, you know, the 10 years of experience. Here's how you need to do it and get there fast. So that's what you're investing in is somebody else's experience to accelerate your growth. Ooh, you said we're right there. How did you know? How, I did a online course two mm. years ago called Branding Accelerator. Mm. It was a brand accelerator program. And I took a cohort of 12 each time through okay. the, uh, the, the course. And it was like what you just said, it was like to accelerate yeah. what, I, what my experience is so that right. you can accelerate. And so that brand accelerator program is in the ready, set, go, speak. Now okay. it's 12 modules. It was supposed to be 12. And then sometimes <laughs> it skipped and it was 14. Sometimes <laughs> it should have been an hour and sometimes like an hour and a half, but it had the information in there that I knew that if, if I was yeah. starting a brand from scratch, right. you would like, would right. Right. This, this is and, and who's going to tell you this? Yeah. So I just appreciate the fact that you said that it takes time to put it yeah. together. Yeah. Clarity, purpose is first. Yeah. Getting the confidence and right. then the publicity, then the confidence. Right. It, I read somewhere the other day that someone did get on Oprah in their magazine, and I think mm-hmm. it was I think it was around Valentine's Day. I read on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And the girl said that um, she's a personal shopper, I think, or something. And anyway, Oprah mentioned her in this magazine. A reporter mm-hmm. saw mm-hmm. that that's what she did and, and interviewed her. Mm-hmm. And she got in the magazine mm-hmm. and it was a disaster because her business failed. She couldn't deliver what Oprah was telling people that she could do because she wasn't ready structurally, foundationally. Just, just it was a mess. People were yeah. mad, and anyway. So, long story short, now she teaches the lesson mm-hmm. that she learned from that's that, right. <laughs> and how to put together the structures and the foundations mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So she yeah. teaches people that now. So out of that bad situation became something yeah. good because now she's doing it good. So that, so I always tell people, don't, don't be so quick to have Oprah call you because you're right. ready. But they have producers that are looking for people, and so you just have to be ready. Right. Like, don't don't necessarily pitch yourself to the big, you know, right. big out there yet. I said if you're doing the work and you have your community and you have your clarity, right. they will find you. Producers are paid people to find the best of the best. So you right. just, just keep showing up and right. doing what you do, and they will find you. Like That's I great. just read in um, Essence this month, um, mm-hmm. Candy, who I met. 20 years ago at Oprah, uh-huh. I didn't realize that she was the executive producer for Tamron Hall's show. Uh-huh. But I remember meeting Candy uh-huh. years ago, and she was a beast at what she was doing on the Oprah show. And she was just sharp and whatever. And she finds, I mean, she's got a, 
if they say we need somebody, somebody, this and this and this, Candy will find them. Okay. You got to be found in Google though. Right. <laughs> Google, then she will find you and she right. will make sure that it's the right guest. So I always tell people just keep doing what you're doing. You will get found, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that everything online is, 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 you know, your LinkedIn is okay. You know, all your other things are just, you know, so that people can find you doing different articles. Even if it's um, a YouTube channel, make sure it's consistent. I mean, there's so many things around a personal brand, but that's what it is. It's a personal right. brand that, right. that people were looking for. Right. So I just love that. I love yeah, that. I love you gotta you want you gotta want more than the publicity though. It's gotta be so much more because that's what people hold on to. So it's not enough, like, oh my God, Pam, please get me on Oprah. Pam, please get me an essence. What is that's the purpose thing? What is like there's gotta be something deeper. Because yeah, if more. you finish that first level thing, you're like, what's next? And it feels empty. So you want to be able to maximize that. So it's so important that you get clear on your why and be able to translate that clearly to whatever producer, writer, or journalist so that it's rooted in who you are, not this fiction of who you want to be or who you think mm -hmm. you should be. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to let the drop mic on that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Yetunde. I want people to go to your website to get your information. I'm going to put it up there again so thank that you. people will know to go to YetundeShorters.com and follow you on social media. Follow what she's doing. The book is dropping soon. Um, I'm going to have all this information in the show notes, too, as well, so they can get that as well. But we're going to be so that we are going to support you in doing that thing because i i'm just telling you i'm just so glad to to see you because i was i said i think this is going to be like my twin because she kind of gets it it's like that is the phase it's like yes getting ready getting set getting go it's like the clarity right the clarity that is so key that is so key so well thank you so much for for joining us today on get out there get known thank um, you for having sure me Oh, you're welcome. Make sure you subscribe, share, tell other people to listen to this, and um, we will see you next time. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Bye. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.